Good day, good day, good day. Welcome to Coffee Conversations, this place uh, where you can hear a bit of a smattering of thoughts on life and, and ministry and, and just whatever we're, we're, we're thinking about. So this is uh, Father David. And I'm Deacon Bob. Hope you're doing well today. So we have some exciting news uh, here uh, in the podcast land. We were looking at the analytics yesterday. So um, Alicia Hendrickson, who's our marketing uh, person between the school and the and the church wanted to get some analytics on uh, just the different social media things we're doing and uh, and all that. Looked at the analytics and we've we've gone international. That's pretty exciting. Yeah, it's not just Menor, Ohio. People yeah. are uh, listening uh, to these uh, two random guys just <laughs> talking about stuff. <laughs> so yeah, we we uh, we had some we have some shout out to to Colorado. We yeah, have a number a number of people listening out there. Um, pretty fun. I'm gonna I'm gonna probably be out there in in September with my with my family. So oh, that'll be fun. Who knows? Maybe I'll I'll say hi, say hi, say hi to something. <laughs> I think we're going to Estes Park area. But so hello to Colorado. We also have uh, I think someone listened from London and then Korea. In Korea. So yeah. hey, you know it's just amazing. <laughs> you, you do something and the Lord just uses it in some <laughs> some great ways. I don't know if we have to you know translate our our podcast to another language. <laughs> You know, get, get get more listeners, but so if you like what you're hearing, they might want to share that with somebody else and share yeah. the link with them. Keep the love, keep the love going. So, but it's good, it's good. We're happy, we're here. Um, yeah, it's spring. It's it's sixty sixty degrees next week. Yeah, getting the bike out, just putting the snowboard away. I think it's going to be fun, but pretty soon the grass will be growing. We can smell the dirt. Oh yeah, the birds are out. Oh yeah, and uh, and some campfires. Oh yeah, so I have to do campfire I'm, cooking again. I know. Yeah, Deacon Bob and I last year during the pandemic we uh, started cooking uh, outside because we're both Boy Scouts, uh, Boy Scout tradition, and we'll get some we'll get some more meals going. Mm-hmm. Have you had any any new ideas? You know, I'm still trying to figure out what to do on the rocket stove. Oh yeah, um, it didn't work quite the way I thought it would, but we'll play with that. Nice. So you got a Dutch oven for Christmas? Yeah, I'm getting uh, getting a, getting a Dutch oven. So we'll we'll see where we'll see, we'll see where that goes. I, and uh, and I got a uh, for my birthday I got a, a Dutch oven cookbook. So oh, that's we're gonna good. have we're gonna we're gonna have some some real things to be cooking. So, but it's good. It's great. We got uh, parish mission has been going on the past couple past couple Mondays. I know you've been been leading that, Deacon Bob. Give us what's uh what's going on what's going on with our mission this year? Yeah, Maureen Dowd and I have been leading. Um, an Ascension Press uh, Bible study called No Greater Love. Yeah. And Edward Shree is the one who's the the person who's like leading it on the video. For sure. And um, it was just really, really good. The little book that they have is very insightful into the suffering of Jesus. Mm-hmm. You know, and what were some of the political um, nuances that the gospel mentions, but we as Christians might not catch those nuances. So. Yeah. So, so it's it, really well done. Nice. It's a so it's a it's a biblical kind of walk through um through the through the events of uh, of the passion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cuz there's really so much that goes on there and it we pa- we we pass over it kind of pr- kind of pretty quickly. Uh there's so much I mean context historically and and all that stuff. So that's that's pretty awesome. What's has there been like a I don't know, a major insight or grace um that you've kind of kind of received through through it all? For me, it was just looking deeper. I've I've been doing scripture for forty years. Yeah. But this was You're still learn things. Absolutely, it was really um, 
insightful as to some of the Jewish traditions and how they carry over into Christianity mm -hmm. and how like one word, and I can't think of one right now, but it was a loaded word. Yeah. They, every word that the gospel writers use is intentional. Yeah. What's kind of mind-blowing to me um, is to realize that we're constantly learning new things about, you know, about the scriptures. You know, I mean, if you, especially if you get into like academia world and like commentaries and like real hardcore, you know, studies of, of these books and these, these things, you know, there's just so much we're still learning. And these, and these books were, these stories and these, these things were written by uneducated, you know, yeah. uh, people. Just like that, that gives me some proof that like, there's something going on here, you know, that, you know, and I think there was, um, I saw a graphic where there's like, I don't know, 15,000 cross references between the Old Testament and the New Testament. I believe it. Um, it's like, you know, all these, all these lines back and forth, back and mm -hmm. forth, back and forth, back and forth. It's like, and these, these were written by people who, who, you know, were not educated, you know, they were not the smartest, you were fishermen, you know, they were, you know, and you know, just to say, you know, God's hand is is definitely somewhere in this. It's just, it's amazing, you know. Yeah, they said if you were like a bright shining star, the rabbi would come and, and ask you to follow him. Yeah. And if you weren't a bright shining star, then you just had to go work with your father. Yeah. So most of the apostles were working with their parents, yeah. and, you know, doing normal jobs. Yeah. So here so. In, in 2020, uh, we're sitting here at the parish, <laughs> still, still, still learning more. It's great. Well, I, I, I had a... Uh, the, the privilege of going down and being with you guys for a little bit. Uh, and the the one session, um, he was making the comparison between Peter and Judas. And he was making this comparison, kind of this distinction between um, regretting and, and repenting. That Peter, uh, you saw obviously you know, Peter, you know, we hear he denies, denies Christ, you know, three times. But eventually he has a certain repentance in it where he, he turns back to God. He doesn't define himself by his mistakes, but he allows himself to be defined by, you know, his 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 being called by God and his relationship with God, and so we see him being come. He comes back into the into the fold and everything. But um, Judas, as a different, you know, turns out differently. You know, he ends up, you know, ending his life. Uh, that you know, he ends up defining himself by his by his mistake and his weakness, and he came to regret it. But there wasn't like a movement forward towards any kind of reconciliation. No. And that's why Peter has that ability to be open to God's love and God's forgiveness. Yeah. Where Judas just seems to be able to shut that out. Yeah. I guess that's one of the interesting things I, in our discussions downstairs was how much God loves us. That God loves and forgives not just me or you, but all those people we don't like. Or all those people we think should go to hell. That mm -hmm. God's love for them is as strong for them as it is for us. Right. It's just how do we respond to it? Yeah. Yeah. Response is everything. Whether it's to other people or whether it's to whether it's to God. I mean that's what that's what faith is ultimately can be defined as, you know, just what is our response to 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 everything. But yeah, just it was a good cause for reflection in my life. How much do I regret things? <laughs> Which kind of just leaves me where I'm at, like, oh that feels bad. But to repent really means to, to move forward, you know, and to move away from that place um, of sin, of weakness, of, of whichever. So, but yeah, it was really good. And we got, uh, I think, one or one or two more. I think there's two more. Two more weeks. Mm -hmm. I mean, <laughs> it's already, like, going on third week of... No, I feel like Lent's almost over. Third week of Lent. So, 
it's exciting. It's exciting. But you know, we're we're thinking about you know we're thinking about the um, the parish mission, and we you know, we spend this time reflecting on Jesus's passion. You know, this real place of of suffering in his life. And I think we just wanted to talk a little bit today about, um, very briefly, we can, there's a bajillion things that could be said mm-hmm. on, on the question of, of suffering uh, and, you know, why is it and, and, and all that. But, you know, as Christians, you know, uh, life, life is suffering. I mean, we, if we live for any amount of time, you know, we, we encounter suffering uh, in our lives. It's kind of just an undisputed fact. And I think the question for us is, you know, how do we, how do we approach suffering as 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 human beings, but not just as human beings, as but as Christians. You know, remember a time in your life where you you know kind of you had some real suffering you were, you were dealing with. Yeah, several times. Um, I think the hardest part about suffering is making the choice to either remain suffering or to move into some kind of resurrection. Mm-hmm. For me, that's the hardest thing is, you know, asking God to bring some kind of resurrection into whatever the suffering is. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I'm a, in my own life, I, I haven't, um, I don't think I've suffered too much. I mean, I, I really think I've, I've, I've lived, lived a blessed life. I mean, I do remember when I, I broke my, cracked my ankle, oh. <laughs> cracked a bone in my ankle snowboarding uh, one year. That wasn't very fun. It was my senior year of high school. the The great part of it was that I could wear uh, sweatpants, and because I was, you know, I had crutches and everything, so I could wear, and I had a, a boot on, so I had crutches on, or I had the, you know, sweatpants on and t shirt, so I didn't have to wear a uniform. I milked it for. Oh, uh, that's good. I milked it for a while, because <laughs> I could wear, you know, not not school clothes, you know, for the rest of the year. But so I can't say I really, I really invited God in, <laughs> into that suffering. Maybe, maybe as much as I could. I, I broke a rib. We were on, it was like one of the junior, senior years um, of college seminary. And we were playing football. I went up for this catch and I got the football and fell on it mm, <laughs> and ouch. cracked a rib. Ooh. I did think about God every time I tried to breathe. It was like this <laughs> awful pain. Um, and we, the catch was good. So. Yeah. yeah. So broken. So I was as I was thinking, broken bones, but then also broken hearts. You oh, know, yeah. break, breaking up with a girlfriend was, yeah, at the end of, uh, end of high school too. Probably wasn't. That yeah, was probably the probably the second most painful um, kind of time in my life. Oh, I just really remembered um, just kind of suffering, but you know, as so as, as human beings, we have we have suffering, um, both kind of exterior and interior. You know, it's all suffering isn't uh, just kind of physical pain. But, you know, wounds we experience from, you know, relationships. You know, people are not perfect, as we well know. Uh, our parents, our friends, relatives. And people hurt us, you know, maybe intentionally, non-intentionally. So we have, we have things that we, we suffer and we, we deal with on the inside. You know, people who struggle with um, different mental realities, you know, depression and anxiety mm-hmm. uh, that we know are caused from, from different things, you know, just chemistry in the brain. And, but those, those are real, real sufferings. You know, this year, I think we've appreciated um, in a real way, you know, the, the suffering of, of isolation, of how much we're really made for a relationship. Uh, and that being in isolation, you know, is difficult. Mm-hmm. I feel bad for some of those elderly folks that haven't seen their grandkids yeah. for almost a year. Yeah. You know, or for the grandkids that haven't seen their grandparents. Right. That's got to be very difficult. Yeah, so. yeah. I think about that too when when it comes to visit nursing homes and stuff. Like, mm-hmm. there's so many people 
and we've been kind of invited into this reality this year because of the pandemic. Um, but there is to realize that there are so many people who are in isolation and, and they have no one to visit them. I think about that when I when I go to visit nursing homes and I want to I want to stay longer <laughs> and be with people. But, you know, there's only so much time in the day yeah. and and just to realize so many people are suffering there. And then, and then lastly, I was thinking, you know, just the, you know, the suffering from just the uncomfort and, and humility of a uh, vocational sacrifice. So whether, you know, it's being a, being a married person, being a parent, um, you know, being a priest or, or deacon, being religious, you know, we all have these vocations, which we're called to that call us out of ourselves, you know, and especially when you're a parent, you know, when you have a little, when you have a little person, little, little people make lots of demands <laughs> on your life. And it's usually at the most, um, difficult times of the day <laughs> right so it's like four in the morning when somebody crawls into bed with you and they're mm. all wet because mm. they just wet the bed you yeah know, when those... you're mo- when you're most tired when you're most stressed mm-hmm. when you're most ready to sleep but because you love them then right you get up and change the sheets and do all the things you got to do right yeah so those are those are all kind of real sufferings for christians we believe in redemptive suffering and this idea that Suffering isn't just meaningless. So we encounter suffering in different ways. We encounter it as a human being, you know, kind of as a, as a, as a, as a creature. But then we also encounter it as a Christian, you know, as a person of, of faith. And that can't be kind of separated, you know, for us. That our, our a deep identity of ours is being a Christian, of being a child of God. So we encounter suffering in that way. Well, why, you know, why look at the passion as we've been doing in, in our, 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 our mission What's well, to realize that God himself has entered into suffering in a very real way. I mean, the cross was not just physical pain, but, you know, um, the pain of being rejected and, and, and left uh, and humiliated and then laughed at. Every kind of suffering God has, has encountered and, and known uh, in, his own, in his own person. But we know, right, that we don't just, that God didn't just, you know, stay on the cross, but, you know, that he died. But then he rose from the dead, as you you know referenced before, you know Deacon Bob, that you know there's redemption uh, in in suffering, that it doesn't just stay there. In the sense that I heard Father Mike Schmitz uh, kind of talking about this. His podcast, by the way, is <laughs> going quite well. I don't know if he's uh, podcast or uh, Bible in a Year podcast is like like number one. That's like, what I heard over every other podcast. Wow. So we're we're on the track. We're we're <laughs> well. We may not be too much competition, but. Uh, but but for, anyway, Father Mike Schmitz, he uh, he was making this uh, distinction. You know, God doesn't take away our suffering, but He transforms our suffering. That we're going to encounter it, uh, and He wants to be in it uh, with us, so that ultimately it's not just meaningless, but He can He can come into it. And we hear this in scriptures that you know in the in the Gospel of John, it says, "I have told you this so that you might have peace in me, and the world you will have trouble." But take courage, I have conquered. Uh, I have conquered the world. What? Is how does that? How does that speak to you? Um, you know, Deacon Bob. I like the the last part. Is I have conquered the world. That no matter what we're going through, it may seem like we've lost the battle, but God always wins the war. On the table next to our computer and microphone is this image of Jesus on the cross and St. Francis is hugging him. Right. And one arm of Jesus is nailed to the cross, but the other arm comes down around Francis and mm-hmm. Francis is holding Jesus right about his chest. Yeah. 
um, that whole idea that Francis tried to unite his suffering with Jesus, but he also knew Jesus' suffering was united with his. And that he didn't end at the cross. He ended with the resurrection. How do we get through this time of difficulty and suffering and, and experience the resurrection as well? Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. sometimes I think we stay at the cross and we don't take that final step to resurrection. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and to say that like redemption is even, it's a now and not yet kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know, as we talk about, you know, the kingdom of God, you know, Jesus said, you know, the kingdom of God is now and not yet. I mean, we, we can experience uh, redemption or kind of healing or this kind of lightness in a sense that we're, we're not, our, our sufferings almost ultimately don't define uh, kind of our, our situation. But it's, it's a now and not yet thing. So sometimes we're going to experience it, you know, in the moment. And sometimes it's going to be looking in hindsight. You know, often I think, you know, I was thinking, looking back at my own life, you know, where was suffering and where did I really experience, you know, kind of redemption and suffering? Because we can talk about all this stuff, but it's really good good to actually pray and ask God and, and look at our lives. And, and maybe, you know, I can't say there was a real, I don't know, there wasn't a real, real moment in which I experienced, you know, redemption in, in a moment of suffering. Maybe because I, I wasn't open to God being a part of it. But I think it's in looking back in hindsight that I see a lot of grace in my life that all these little petty little things that I worry about and, and you know, anxiety and, and whatever that ultimately it's in hindsight that, you know what, God led me through these things, you know, and he was there. And I think that's where I experience and, and realize uh, God's redemption and God's, God's powers and looking back kind of over these things. Uh, Victor Frankl wrote a book called Man's Search for Meaning. And it talks about um, his experience in the concentration camps. Mm -hmm. And one thing he said was, everything can be taken from a person, but one thing, the last of all human freedoms, to choose one's attitude in any given set of circumstances, to choose one's own way. Mm -hmm. You know, like, we have to choose, are we going to stay in this dark place, or are we going to step out into the light? Mm -hmm. We need to ask God to help us to to move out of at least whatever darkness we're in and like that image of Francis hold on to us and know that we're not alone. Yeah. Whether we're alone in the nursing home or alone at our home mm-hmm. or really alone in a crowd even. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I think one of the things we try to do too is we try to understand uh, and try to wrap our heads around, you know, the suffering that we go through in different times in life. And, and I think that's, there's something of a, of a human thing. We want to understand kind of what we're, we're going through, but I don't know. We're not really going to understand kind of everything in life, but I think what we can understand and appreciate as Christians is that you know, God will, will use it all. And to, you know, to recognize that we're, we're on a journey. One of the things is as human beings, we love, you know, epic stories and, mm-hmm. uh, and hero stories and journeys, you know, like Lord of the Rings. I mean, you know, case in point, you know, it's just, there's something really satisfying about seeing this great and epic journey, you know, happen uh, of going to Mordor and, and throwing the ring in, you know, obviously it's not like an easy story. <laughs> it's not an easy journey, you know, to do that. There's a lot of pain and suffering that they have to go through, but ultimately, you know, it's the journey uh, that they've been called on. And I think sometimes when we see suffering in our life, it might not be understandable, um, but it I think it's I think it's fitting 
you know, that we have this journey that we're on. That's not, it's not, it's not an easy thing. Uh, that like we don't just end up, you know, born and then boom, we're 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 in heaven. That we, mm-hmm. you know, that we have to journey to God in a real way, which means that we have to continue to invite Him into our lives no matter what. So, I'm oh, just just kind of thinking about that, and you know, just uh, I have uh, an image in my in my office of uh, Rembrandt. He's a painter. You know, it's a it's Christ and, and the disciples at sea, and things are just you know crazy. Waves are going all over. You know, God doesn't promise to take away suffering, but he promises to be with us in it. And I think that's whenever I'm with couples uh, or with someone in my office and they're really talking through something difficult, I really remember that and try to point them to that. That mm-hmm. this may not make sense right now, but God is with us uh, and he's going he's gonna to pull us through it. Scott Crepane wrote a song called Sometimes He Calms the Storm. And the line goes, Sometimes he calms the sea, other times he calms his child that God doesn't always take the storm away, mm. but calms our hearts in the midst of the storm. Yeah. So if you're in the middle of a storm right now, wherever you are, um, Korea, London, <laughs> Colorado, <Denver>. <laughs> Colorado. <laughs> um, know that, that God is with you. And like the image of Jesus and St. Francis is hugging you and we're hugging Jesus and that we're not alone. Yeah. Yeah, it's good too. Just keep something around, you know, uh, if you're going through a difficult time. That's why we have physical things as Catholics. Mm-hmm. You know, we're incarnational. That God, the Word became flesh. That, you know, have a cross, have a rosary, have a have a uh, a statue of Mary. You know, to be with you, uh, to kind of remind you that you're not alone, and and that God can be known and and will bring you uh, through anything they have to deal with. So, that'll be um, that'll be our our prayer for all of us. And maybe Dick and Bob, we'll uh, close out in uh, a little sure. prayer. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Lord God, we um, we know that you're with us in the midst of the storms, in the midst of our sufferings. We ask you to bring healing and peace to those times. And we ask you, Lord, if possible, calm the sea. And if not possible, we ask you, Lord, to calm our hearts, knowing that you're with us always. And we ask these things as we ask all things, through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. All right, everybody. Good, uh, good to be with you. Good to... Good to hear from you. Uh, if you have any suggestions for us, um, please email us. Uh, here at the parish, I'll include our, our, our emails in the link. We'd love to hear from you. And any topics, how, how things are going, and any topics you want to hear about Absolutely. as we sit around and, and share a cup of joe. <laughs> so, All right. Thanks, everybody. God bless. Peace. Peace.